0: Holly G. with the Golf Insiders for this edition of Tour Talk. It's almost the middle of November. We are winding down the tour season, and it's always a pleasure to have one of the big dogs, one of our favorite Golf Insiders, co-host of Golf Today on the Golf Channel, Damon Hack, on the show today. Hello, Big D. Holly, G, what's going on? How are you? Well, we still got a bunch of golf left, Damon. It's uh, wow, I can't believe how fast this year has gone. There's still uh, there's still some golf to be played. The PGA Tour has two more events this weekend: is the Butterfield Bermuda Championship, and next week the RSM to finish things out. Uh, what's at stake for some of the tour players that are participating in this FedEx Fall Schedule? Yes, the new
1: incarnation of the FedEx fall, uh, 51 through 60 are the real coveted spots now that the players are trying to work their way into on this kind of updated FedEx Cup points list, because if you finish in that 51 to 60 spot, you're into the first couple of designated events of 2024. I'm talking about Pebble Beach and Riviera, two very coveted tournaments on the 2024 PGA Tour schedule, so the players at this point are, are trying to a jockey and, and get themselves in a good position to be able to set their schedule and as we're seeing in this new era of PGA Tour golf, being in those designated events is a very important uh, place to be and even this week, for example, you mentioned the Butterfield Bermuda Championship or the 2019 champ Brendan Todd. He spoke to him earlier this week on Golf Today on Golf Channel. He's number 47 so he's already into all the signature events for 2024 but wanted to play this week anyway because uh, he won there years ago liked the golf course and always something to play for if I've learned anything covering this game you know whether it's points or, or cash or confidence these players are always looking for something a way to improve and to look forward to the next season
0: well speaking of confidence uh, Max Homa is over in South Africa said he felt a little anxious about the state of his game heading into the Ned Bank Golf Challenge Uh, which is a part of the DP World Tour season. He took a bit of a break, Damon, and went on a safari, which I know you had the fun opportunity to do this summer.
1: You're exactly right. and I got to see both uh, Justin Thomas and Max Homa's Instagram pages and the pictures they took in South Africa before competing in what is known as Africa's major, the net bank. And uh, you're right, I went to... The last couple of summers, I've been fortunate enough to take my family over to Africa. Last summer it was Kenya, uh, the Masai Mara. This summer I went to the Okavango Delta, went to Zimbabwe and Botswana, uh, also South Africa. And a vacation like uh, unlike any other that we've ever done is is being on a on a jeep when you've got the Big Five walking around and wow. you're on, on hunts and leopards and cheetah and elephants and giraffe. We, we saw black rhino. It's amazing. So I. I can't wait to catch up with JT and Max at some point, maybe in 2024, and ask them what their experience was like. Because for me, you know, for someone who likes to travel and in the golf business, we're able to go to a lot of cool places and resorts and golf courses, this was just completely different. So we we loved it so much, you know, we did it twice, you know. We did it last summer, we did it this summer, and I'm so happy for Max and, and JT to be able to experience that before playing a little bit of golf down in South Africa
0: had to be a fun thing to do with your boys you have triplets and they're how old now yeah 12
1: year old triplet boys and they uh have their ipads out not playing video games but taking pictures which was pretty cool before it changed and and, you know the 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 guides that take you out you know they expect you to be quiet and and to whisper and it's just neat for the boys to have a a different energy and they respect the, the power of nature and wild animals and it was really really special they took a bunch of pictures and pretty cool show and tell when you get back to school to, you know what you do over the summer they could say they went down to to zimbabwe and botswana went to victoria falls and it just was a absolute a, a gift to be able to take the boys there and my boys love sports as much as a lot of kids do but it was nice to just have a break from you know, the competitiveness of sports and school and, and experience the, the wonders of nature.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, speaking of sons, Tiger Woods was caddying for Charlie in the Nota Begay Jr. Golf Championship. You know, there's been a, a little bit of buzz about Tiger. Uh, Stuart Sink said that Tiger told him he was practicing again. What's What's the latest on Tiger?
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. A lot of us uh admiring the videos of Tiger walking pretty strong. Some 72 holes with his son, Charlie, a practice round, and then 54 holes besides. And uh, the limp, I'm not going to say the limp was gone, but definitely a much stronger gait than we had seen over the last couple of years as Tiger tried to work his way back to good health post a car accident, a plantar fasciitis, a, a, a different rehabilitations he's had to do. He said his ankle is fine now, and it's the parts outside of the ankle that have been giving him some trouble. But for my eye, and I'm, I'm obviously not a doctor, he looks good. Uh, and I do know having covered tiger for a long time, he's going to continue to try to come back and play in a large part because he loves playing with Charlie. In this instance, he was caddying for Charlie, but he obviously points to December as maybe – one of the most important parts of the year for him to get ready for the PNC championship in Orlando where he can compete alongside his son. Obviously December also is a time where he hosts the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. So it used to be all all signs point to April for Tiger. Now we've got to look at December and, and see how he's playing, how he's looking in December, and that will tell us what we'll maybe see him at the Genesis at Riviera in L.A. Will we see him at the Masters. But I tell you what, the, the tidbits that we have seen, just him walking, the uh the quotes he gave to the Associated Press, the quotes from major champ like Stuart Sink, if you are a Tiger Woods fan, you always hold out a little bit of hope that we'll not just see him, but maybe see him play some good golf in twenty twenty four.
0: Yes, you mentioned the Hero World Challenge. He Tiger has announced nineteen players for the twenty man field, still one remains open. And the tournament host is exempt, of course. Uh, However, it is a PGA Tour-sanctioned event, so it would require 72 holes of walking. So uh, looking doubtful for Tiger to play in his own event? I'm not sure. You know, it's a
1: pretty flat course. I've been uh, to Albany. It's a a flattish golf course. Uh, He talked about how thankful he was that the notre Dame Junior Golf Championship was on a relatively flat golf course. Uh, He looks strong to me, physically upper body. When I got to spend some time with Tiger, um, it would have been last fall, so about a year ago, at his own TGR Junior Invitational, I was just struck by how physically strong his chest, arms, biceps, shoulders were. Uh, He's not missing chest and back day, but uh, he's always been a competitor. Uh, I don't know if he's got the game, the – the physical ability to win a 16th major anymore or an 83rd PGA Tour event. But I still know that he loves to compete. I think part of the motivation is just the opportunity to compete and play with his son, Charlie. But I'm, I'm not ruling out a potential back-to-back Tiger Woods start. You know, obviously the 36 holes at, at the PNC that's in a golf cart, that's a pretty low-impact event for him. But it would not surprise me at all if we saw Tiger Woods compete in his own event, flattest golf course, benefits his foundation, uh, and one that he really enjoys to play in as well.
0: Well, no one's more motivated than Tiger Woods, so we will have to keep our eye on that. The hero played at the end of this month. Uh, Turning to the PGA Tour champions, Charles Schwab Cup, their big season ender is this weekend starts uh, tomorrow in Arizona. Steve Stricker withdrawing uh, due to his father being hospitalized, Damon. But let's talk about Steve. What a year. He had already uh, won and earned the Charles Schwab Cup.
1: Yeah, six titles and 16 starts this season. is pretty strong for Steve Stricker. Had, what, five runner-up finishes besides really one of the most dominant P.J. Tour Champions seasons that we've seen, you know, just a remarkable level of high-level consistency from one of the, the more popular players on P.J. Tour Champions. Um, someone who I wonder, you know, we've talked about Bernard Langer breaking hell, Irwin's mark of uh, uh, 45 all-time P.J. Tour Champions wins, whether Steve Stricker has the the uh, to want to, the wherewithal to try to compete for a long, long time deep into his Late 50s and early 60s to try to chase down that record. Obviously, a shame that he's not going to be at Phoenix Country Club for the PJ Tour Champions finale. Uh, Steve Stricker is, is very close with his family, close with his father, wants to be there for his dad and for the rest of his family while they're, you know, in, obviously in a deep moment of reflection and prayer and hoping that his dad is able to pull through. Just from a competitive standpoint, I, I think it's a bit of a shame that. This, the uh, the Charles Schwab is decided before that last event. It does speak to the dominance of Steve Stricker what he's able to do this past season. But you you want to have a little bit of jeopardy. They don't hand out the Super Bowl trophy before the playoffs start in the NFL. So I there's something. They can do to adjust the point system. But make no mistake, 56-year-old Steve Stricker playing like what? A 50-year-old, like a rookie out there on PGA Tour Champions this past season.
0: It's hard to believe he turned 50 in 2017 and has won 17 titles already.
1: It's Uh, great. It's it's great for that tour. It's great to have storylines. And I'll tell you what, speaking of Tiger, you know, would have thought it was heresy to think 15, 20 years ago if you'd asked him, Would he ever want to compete on PJ Tour Champions? But now he's been someone who's embracing the possibility of being able to take a golf cart. And he's talked about missing some of his buddies who are now on PJ Tour Champions, like Steve Stricker, uh, like Stuart Sink, who is actually patronizing both the PJ Tour and PJ Tour Champions. Davis from time to time out on PGA Tour Champions, Fred Couples uh, obviously from time to time on PGA Tour Champions. Can you imagine Tiger Woods out there alongside Steve Stricker? What a boon that would be for that tour.
0: Yeah and that's a great example of of how how special the PGA Tour Champions has become and you know certainly very competitive. I don't think Tiger would be saying he was playing with a bunch of chumps out there, and gives him a chance to extend his career.
1: Yeah, and that's really what this tour was all about, giving fans that, that one more chance, opportunity to see Arnold Palmer, to see Jack Nicklaus, to see Tom Watson, Chichi Rodriguez, some of the, the legends of the game, and, and to see their personalities. And they have a lot of fun out there. You talk to them to a man. They love the golf courses that they're able to play. The fact that there was a – Senior Players Championship and a U.S. Senior Open and a Senior Open over and across the pond. And, and they still love to compete. I mean, Jim Furyk still loves to compete. Patrick Harrington has been a great player out there for PGA Tour Championship. And also, it's a second chance for some players. There's Steven Alker, who, you know, basically was a journeyman for his career, had a fantastic year one year ago, and has won this season as well, as a bunch of runner-up finishes besides the – Neat to see the legends get a chance to play. It's also great for the fans, but also some of the journeyman players who never had that taste of the spotlight.
0: So, finally, the LPGA Tour has their race to the CME Globe Championship, which will happen next weekend in Naples. They are currently in Bel Air, Florida for the Annika. A few American players that are in the uh, top 10 in the race to the CME, their version of the FedEx Cup, and what do you see happening uh, as as the LPGA winds up its last two weeks?
1: Yeah, there's some great races uh, still to come. Obviously, the race to the CME Globe kind of binds the season together on the LPGA, as you mentioned, kind of the, the version of the FedEx Cup for the PGA Tour. Celine Boutier currently leading that Uh, a race to the CME Globe points list, but an American a two-time major champ this year, Lilia Vu, uh, is kind of nipping at her heels for Player of the Year, Roaning Yin also has a chance to win Player of the Year, though, Roaning Trails, Celine and and Lilia, by quite a bit, would be a fantastic close both this week and and, in Naples to close out the year. But it's been kind of a, a change agent season on the LPGA, Holly G, because it just seemed like five minutes ago we were talking about this great rivalry between... Nelly Corda and Jin Young-Ko that we would watch for the next decade, and Lydia Ko having a, a magical season one year ago. Lydia only has two top tens this season, four missed cuts, and we're seeing some new players kind of stamp their dominance on the year. Celine Boutier has been fantastic. We've been introduced to players like Lilia Vu as well. So I do think that we're in more of a competitive period on the LPGA Tour than maybe the dominance that we were expecting when Nellie Korda won five times, if you include her Olympic gold medal, and the incredible back and forth she had with Jin Young-Ko just a couple of seasons ago.
0: Yeah, and let's not forget Megan Kang and Cheyenne Knight and rookie Rose Zhang.
1: Oh, absolutely, An Angel Yin, American from California, winning for the first time on the LPGA. She won the Buick LPGA Shanghai we actually spoke to her on golf today and she talked about how she's gone from desperate to grateful in kind of the mental journey that took because there was just so much buzz about her when she turned professional hits the ball an absolute country mile and some of the internal pressure she put on herself being mostly sponsorless over the last four seasons and the pressures that can put on a young player who's trying to Put a team together of coaches and physios, and there's travel and hotels. It's a different ballgame on the LPGA from a financial standpoint. Though those purses are growing, they still really pale in comparison to the PGA Tour. So appreciate uh, people like Angel Yin speaking to some of those challenges and pressures and coming out uh, through it on the other side.
0: Yeah, very, very authentic. We're seeing that that fresh honesty from these younger players, uh, particularly, you know, in the age of, of social media. And it's it's very refreshing. Before I let you go, who's on your radar for player of the year on the PG Tour, Damon, and a rookie of the year? Gosh, great
1: questions. I mean, John Rahm, to me, it's been interesting. I had this conversation with a couple of people and talked about it on the show. You know, last season we had Scotty Scheffler, his year, you know, it was incredible, but his last win came on the PGA Tour at the Masters Tournament. Four wins, you know, that fourth win coming at the Masters, and it was a similar kind of energy for John Rahm. Four wins this season on the PGA Tour, but that last win coming at the Masters, and kind of that was the place where Tiger and Jack used to kind of begin their major championship, you know, haul for the year. And it's interesting how in this new era, it seems like there are players that are. It's almost a. It's a fatiguing type of situation. They're almost like exhausted. They've won so much early, then they win that major championship, and it's like they're exhausted and, and they can't kind of you know run through the tape as it were. It's been a great year on the PGA Tour. There's some rookies that I really enjoyed watching. Garrett Cole, though he hasn't won. This season, the 35 years of age, the son of Laura Ball. It's been in contention quite a bit. I want to say eight top 25 finishes. He was the highest ranked rookie in the FedEx Cup standings. I think he deserves a really strong look as a Rookie of the Year. Taylor Montgomery, who lives in Las Vegas, UNLV alum. I spoke to him a couple of times. It's been a fantastic rookie season. He was third in his season debut at the Fortnite Championship out in Nevada. So those are probably my two. Rookies that uh, I've enjoyed watching the most, and they deserve a lot of look. Obviously, you know Ludwig um, My gosh, what what an incredible start turn he made playing in a in a Ryder Cup before we ever competed in a major championship was part of that nine seven something alongside of uh, Victor Hovland, of Scotty Scheffler, and Brooks Kepka and an incredible season he's had. You know, been a runner-up finisher uh, just recently at the Sanderson Farm. So I think it's been a strong rookie class. It's- Competitive race as well, and uh, but John Rom to me is my player of the year, and I may go with Eric Cole just because he's been so consistently strong as far as the rookies go.
0: Yeah, he's just a remarkable story. Uh, you know, talk about the quintessential journeyman pro out there, the king of the mini tours, I think they call hey. them. Damon, uh, that's when you really appreciate the stories behind the stories, right, and how close so many of these guys are to breaking through and um, what it takes to just keep fighting the fight.
1: Really does, and he has a great friendship and relationship with Sam Saunders and, you know, has played countless rounds at Bay Hill and taking that uh, that talent and that, uh, that fire to the Mini tours and keeping the dream alive, even when there's, you know, desperation and, and maybe you're not exactly where you want to be. And some guys, not everybody, can be Justin Thomas and, and Jordan Spieth who, who get out to the PGA Tour early and win so early. Uh, more regular and more customary is the is the journeyman, is the, is the player who has to wait a little bit. And Eric Cole has waited, but my gosh, it's been worth the wait, and he's absolutely reaping the benefits of of his talent and his patience and his intuitiveness.
0: Speaking of JT, were you surprised at this sort of lackluster slump that he uh, fell into this year?
1: Yeah, I can't say I saw it coming, you know. He just had picked off that second major championship at the PGA, and it seemed like all things were in working order. He'd always been a player who could be streaky with the putter. And and when that streak was cold, it could put pressure on the rest of his game. And I just think he, and I've spoken to him about this, he puts a lot of pressure on himself, incredibly high expectations, believes he should be the best player in the world, and at times has been the best player in the world that has played like. And I just think it was one of those situations where he got a little bit twisted in knots, was trying to figure out, what was going on, a little more complicated, too, when your dad is your coach. And in that interpersonal relationship, they're extremely close, but how do you navigate that when you're not hitting the ball the way you want to when the putts aren't going in? So at times he's been a little bit wooden on the putting surfaces, and I think he would admit that as well, trying to be more reactive, be more athletic, not thinking so much, but doing. And I think that's been what's held JT back this season. We did see a strong, strong close to the season as he tried to find his way into the FedEx Cup playoffs before coming just a little bit short, was a captain's pick for Zach Johnson. By most accounts acquitted himself pretty darn well over in Rome, uh, even in a United States defeat. So I think long-term, with the the way he hits the golf ball, with his length off the tee, his short game, and his fire, I think we're going to see Justin Thomas back where he belongs, and that's in the top ten in the official World Golf Ranking.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you there. So tee it up for my listeners, Damon. What's on tap for Golf Channel this week and weekend?
1: Yeah, lots of kind of season-ending events. We've got PJ Tour champions on our channel. Of course, is the 15-overset, the, the Charles Schwab Cup Championship. As you mentioned, the Anika driven by a game Bridge at Pelican is on this week. And then, of course, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship which is the penultimate event in the FedEx Cup fall. So lots of great golf to watch, DP World Tour action as well, the dead bank. So i tell you what, it's a slower time of year. We're not talking major championships or Ryder Cups or President's Cups, but still, you know, you talk to these players, still a lot to play for. They want to go into the holidays in a good frame of mind.
0: And plenty to watch on golf channel as always damon hack co-host of golf today when can we catch you this week yeah back on the air on
1: monday wrapping up all these great events from over the weekend and uh just a few more uh, shows to go before we'll wrap things up but still uh you know as mentioned uh, you know some important golf to be played and golf today will be back on your television screens come monday
0: all right damon hack The best in our business. Thank you, my friend.
1: Thank you so much, Holly G.